Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, beautiful people. This is your host, Jeremiah Latimo, and this is Gates of Perception. The totality of the universe is it's just perception. And uh, it's how we perceive things. And uh, there are no facts, only interpretations. The, the psychical events are facts, are realities. And when you observe the stream of images within, you observe an aspect of the world, of the world within. And so, you see, the man who is going by the external world, by the influences of the external world, say, society or perceptions, sense perceptions, thinks that he, he is more valid. Don't relate yourself to any person, anything, any idea. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you for taking the time out to join me and co-create this moment with me. So this is episode seven, part three of three. And if you join me on the first two, you kind of know what we've been diving into as far as the doors to the inner child, how to bring about balance in our family structure and how this helps us not repeat the same lessons that we have, um, how to not attract the same situations that we have, how not to attract the same dynamics with our with our partners that we have. So just realizing how much of the spaces that we hold and the beliefs that we've subscribed to really dictate a lot of our life and what opportunities we attract, not just as far as lovers and um, friends, it just as far as opportunities and abundance and how these things can bleed into all spaces, which is great knowing that because that means if we tackle it, we unpack it, we understand it, and we, we free ourselves from it, then we can watch this also ripple into all these other spaces in our lives from our creativity, our excitement about life, our joy, our safety and freedom and the, the love we experience in our relationships, the dynamic and the, the relationship we share with our parents. So really, really going to the source of everything and being able to uh, liberate ourselves and liberate our inner child. So this is part three, and I've hoped part one and part two, you've been able to tune into and that it's contributed to any kind of new understanding, new doors being open inside of you, if it's just yourself or your partner or the relationship with your family, just giving thanks for that and giving thanks for you and being able to tune in and to apply and to to see and to open yourself up to receive. So thank you. Thank you so much. If if any of these have helped, please, please let me know in uh, a review or just, just reach out. And because for me, these, these things have been monumental in my life and have changed so much of how I see myself and how I see the world. So, so if, if this has contributed to any of that in your life, please, please feel free to re leave a review and just kind of let me know what that's been like for you. What, what have you guys received from this? And um, what has it helped you guys with? Please feel free to also share this with anybody that you know is also going through these explorations and unpacking these things. So yeah, so this episode, we're talking, we're kind of bringing everything full circles. So I want to bring it all together. 
and how we take what we've understood well we take what we've are able now to see within ourselves and the dynamics and these agreements and these subtle subscriptions to certain ideas and belief systems to see them and now to finally move into understanding so the thing that really moves these energies from fear from shame from regret from guilt uh resentment distrust what moves those energies into love, joy, excitement, that other spectrum of those emotions is understanding, is the element of understanding. So when we're being alchemists, right, we're being alchemists within ourselves and we're working with these these materials, right, which is the pain, which is the suffering. We're working with these materials and we're looking to transmute them. What allows us to move those energies into those new spaces is understanding. So understanding is what brings it full circle because it's one to see it, it's one to acknowledge it, it's one to accept it, but it's another to fully and completely understand why it is that we do the things that we do, why it is that we're attracted to certain people or to certain dynamics or attracted to certain lessons, right? Like there's this attraction with hard lessons to where we need to be dragged through hell and back to receive a message and to understand it. Or we need to have our ass beat by the universe before we realize like, oh, this is what I need to do. So understanding why it is that we do that. You know, we can see it, we can call that out and for what it is and be like, yeah, I really have this deep attraction to tough lessons, but I don't know why I do it. So unless we understand why we do the things we do, we can't move them into the next space or we can't release ourselves from it you know so looking into each of the things that we've discussed and whatever has shown up and showed itself to you and surfaced for you look into understanding what is it really revealing about you what is your dynamics revealing about you what is your your partner revealing about you what are the things that you're frustrated in your relationships revealing about you and can you understand it completely can you make time to understand it right So it's important to be mindful that when we're going into these spaces within ourselves, that these things take time. Because when we come back into these spaces, let's say the inner child has been neglected for so-and-so amount of time, and we haven't been present, we haven't been tending to these spaces, they've kind of been, so they've kind of been abandoned in a way. And now we're seeing this awareness, we're seeing that, oh shit, I need to change some things around, I need to be here for myself, I need to show up for myself. It's like, in a way, it's us coming back home. But the child has been home the whole time and it's grown up and it's become a teenager in a way, right? And what happens when, let's say, a child that's been without its father or its mother and then the parents come into the life of the child at like 15 or 16? That child's first initial reaction is like, I don't fucking need you. Like, why are you here? You know, and then there's this pushback that is so heavy. And usually it thinks that the parent is coming back into their life because they feel ashamed of what they did. They're they're upset with the choices they made in their life. They've They've gotten their life together and now they can show up for the child now. So for the child, it doesn't care. For it, it's like, yo, like, you weren't in my life from 
so-and-so you've missed all these birthdays and now you want to show up that same thing happens within ourselves to where we come into these spaces and we're ready to do the work we're ready to show up but there's an initial pushback there's an initial point of resistance because one we haven't been here in a while we haven't been home we kind of like abandoned these parts of ourselves and now we're looking to collect them but we're coming in saying like this isn't going to happen anymore this isn't this is how things are going to be and the one who's been there the whole time even when we left ourselves is like who the fuck are you like i've been here the whole time i've been holding space i've been making sure things go how they need to be at the best of my abilities and now you're coming in trying to bring order who are you you know so there's this so what we also see is there's a distrust we don't trust ourselves and so what's happening is that the part of us that's always been present and then this part of us that's now wanting to be present and be fully attentive and be fully here there's like this pushback because one doesn't trust the other so it's like well you haven't been here this whole time so we've kind of like i i don't trust you so i no longer trust myself with myself so now i have to reestablish the trust i have to mend the wounds that have made this part of myself distrust me so now as as a as a father or a mother or we can say just as even a lover even a lover that when somebody breaks our heart let's say they cheated on us or they left us when they come back into our lives and they say well i've changed everything i've stopped talking to that girl i've gotten it together i've started a new career i'm doing great things in my life and i want to be back with you i'm sorry i cheated that first shower of apologies and love and roses and beautiful sentiments doesn't make us jump start and jump start the relationship back up it's like nah you're going to work for this you're going to show me that you're sincere you're going to show me that you've really changed and in order for me to see that you've really changed i have to kind of be around you a little bit more we got to hang out a bit more but nothing on the level of a relationship or an intimacy level i'm just going to continue to feel out to see if you really change because if i give this thing time if you haven't changed it'll show itself so that kind of same approach is happening inside so what's happening is we're coming back home but there's kind of like an init- an initiation that we go through to where the inner child is checking if we're sincere is checking if we are if we've actually changed you know so it's going to give us the opportunities to prove we changed it's going to put us in situations with an old ex it's going to put us in situations with friends that we need to set boundaries with friends that have dishonored us environments that don't welcome all of us and that make us dim our light or make us feel like it's not okay to be ourselves it's going to present those opportunities and say well uh, you know you said this so I'm going to create this environment to where you can prove yourself again. So the more we continuously do that and we we show up, we we encounter a friend that starts to dishonor our boundaries and we stand firm in our boundaries, we've we've in a way gained another point with the inner child. We've gained another point. Boom, two points. Okay, there's this relationship that shows up and we say, "Nah, now's not the time. Like I need to be with myself." 50 points plus. There is this job opportunity that shows up, but it's 
outside of who we really are. It's it's not in alignment with our heart and we deny it. We reject it and say, no, I'm, I'm good. You know, other opportunities will come. Boom, another 25 points. So before we know it, through these no's, we're saying yes to ourselves. We're saying no to the world. We're saying no to people. We're saying no to the things that are no longer serving us. But in that no, we're saying yes to ourselves. So that part of us is seeing all this. It's seeing our actions. It's seeing that we are following through with what we said. And then we start to develop a deep, deep sense of trust again with ourselves. And we, re- we reestablish that trust with ourselves. But that that takes time. It takes us to be patient with, with ourselves, right? That part of ourselves that is like, mm, I'm kind of like suspicious of you. Like, I don't know if you're really genuine right now. So we have to be patient with that part. And we have to be gentle with ourselves and allow us to prove ourselves in a way, right? We're proving ourselves to ourselves. We're saying like, yeah, I want to be, I am about this. I am about this and I'm going to show that I am. But if we can, if we say this and then something happens and we're presented an opportunity, not a test, to prove ourselves, to prove what we've chosen to now stand and ground ourselves in, and we move outside of that, we're only going to be met with more resistance now from ourselves because we came home, we flexed, like we have changed all these things out and we're new. And then, you know, like the lover comes back, says, I'm, I'm a changed man, and then cheats on the girl again. You know, after that point, she might not even talk to him again, ever, you know? So it's like, we don't, we don't want to do that. We want to reestablish that trust by constantly making the right decisions, right? The right decisions, meaning the ones that's in align with ourselves and these new values that we've reestablished with ourselves, right? So when we're in these spaces, we have to be mindful of not holding an idea of a fruit. Like, yo, I'm going to do this work. I'm going to show up for myself so I can get blank, blank, blank. So I can get so I can reestablish that trust or so I can be a better person or so I can get a better partner or so I can get a better job or so I can bring in more abundance. So that's a, okay, I'm only focused on the fruit here. So that's the fruit, you know, more abundance, better lovers, um, greater relationships with ourselves and our parents. Like those are fruits. If work, let's say I'm meeting this girl and I know she's an artist. And I'm like, fuck, yo, I've really been wanting to get into music. And my whole reason for establishing a relationship with her is so one day, if we're close enough, I can get on the track with her and she won't charge me shit. She'll just be like, yo, that's fam, you know, bring him on. You know, I love his vocals. He's amazing. And she'll bring me on and she'll also promote me because we're friends. So imagine if I'm saying this to a friend of mine, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm just, I just formed this new relationship with so-and-so and and man, I'm going to get on the track with her. I think like me in five months, we'll be really close and she'll promote me. And then, you know, I'll have my jumpstart, you know, to, to, to fame or whatever. Now imagine if she's in the room, but I don't know she's in the room. And then I go about, you know, checking in on her, going on dates, calling her and stuff. But she knows what I said. She knows that the sole reason for me establishing that friendship was to receive 
that from her, was to get this fruit from her and the fruit of what could come from our relationship. So the whole time she's aware that my actions, my words are probably not sincere. They're probably not genuine. They're probably not authentic. They're only being used to get me to from point A to point B. This is something that we don't want to do within ourselves is to approach these spaces, approach our inner child, approach the one that's been abandoned inside with this idea in mind of like, yo, I'm going to show up. I'm going to start doing this work and hopefully like I can trust myself again so I can have better lovers or I can not be in these toxic dynamics anymore. Like if we're holding these ideas while we're trying to quote unquote understand ourselves, then the inner child is going to see right through it because nothing can hide from it. Everything is completely seen. So when we're holding that intention, when we're thinking of getting rid of it, when we're thinking of, oh, I can't wait to understand this thing so it can fucking go away. Or I can't wait to understand my sadness so I can stop being fucking sad. So there's this energy of like doing away with it, getting rid of it, getting it out of the picture. That is in a way that's, it's like it's not wanted. So the child sees that. It's like, oh, you don't like this aspect of myself. So you're only understanding it. So it can be removed or tossed out. So now we're always being asked to check our sincerity, check how genuine we are. Check how authentic we are when we're coming into these spaces and that we return to ourselves, not because we need anything, but simply because we want to be with ourselves and nothing more. There's no reasons behind it. We don't want to love people because blank, blank, blank. I just want to love you because you're you. I just want to love you because of who you are, not because of what you do, not because of what you bring to my life but simply because of who you are and what that means to me, right? To where I love you doesn't, there's, there's nothing that follows after I love you. I love you because, no, I love you and that's it. So it's the same approach that we can have within ourselves is I'm here because I want to be here. I'm here because I want to be present with myself. I'm showing up because I want to show up for myself. Nothing else. No strings attached. No, I want this or I'm thinking about that. But solely for the reason of being present and being here for ourselves. Because who else will? If not us. Who else is going to pour that love into us? If not ourselves. Who else is going to trust us if we don't trust ourselves? How can we trust others if we don't trust ourselves even? Coming back home to ourselves and really, really resting in that place and not having any resistance to what comes up. If all these feelings show up, if it's sadness, if it's grief, if it's resentment, if it's anger that we didn't realize we had, not having any resistance to it at all. Because resistance is what brings us suffering. Our resistance to a feeling or emotion is what creates suffering. Because now we're Now the stream is going this way, right? And it's directing us towards feeling sadness, feeling the anger. And we're that that wave in the stream saying, no, 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 go back to the shore. Go back to this side of the water. Don't go there. So imagine a wave 
in an ocean, trying to redirect the route of the whole ocean, it's only going to be fighting against itself. Because there are new waves coming in as it's trying to go that way. It's trying to go left, but the whole ocean is going right. It's going to constantly be met with resistance by the waves that are coming in while it's trying to go this way. So it's like, we don't have to go against our own stream. So we're only creating more resistance with ourselves, with the, the higher order of things. We think we know what we're doing and we're directing it this way rather than just flowing with our own stream. So when sadness arises, that's something that our body, our emotional body, our intuitive guidance is leading us in, into because it's like, yo, you need to feel this. You know, you need to allow yourself to feel this. Guiding us into anger. Oh, you need to feel this anger. You've actually hid this for a long time. Oh, you need to feel this grief. You've actually been avoiding this for a long time. So if we follow that, if we allow ourselves to flow with it, we realize each of these emotions, at the moment they appear, if we don't have any resistance to them, we'll also slowly witness them disappearing gradually as the wave that moves through the ocean. So when we have resistance, it even strengthens that emotion because it's like, oh, you're pushing back. Why are you pushing back against the whole ocean? In that we can only experience more suffering. We can only create more suffering for ourselves. So it's about being mindful of our own resistance and saying, yo, like, do I have resistance to these emotions? Do I have resistance to what's coming up? Do I have a resistance to this experience that I'm being called to look back into and re-explore and kind of reevaluate? Why do I have so much resistance to that? And observing the resistance and accepting the fact that, oh shit, I do have some resistance to this. And how can me now knowing I have resistance to this lead me into more understanding of myself? But being honest, though, being honest, you know, letting letting honesty guide us into more of ourselves and saying like, OK, this is here. I am struggling with this. I don't want to see this. Right. So allowing that to really carry us into our own spaces of healing. So I think having that really helps us bring these awarenesses full circle from awareness to perception to feeling it, to seeing it, to accepting it, to understanding it, and then moving it into integration. So now we have to integrate it. It's like, okay, now I know this, but what do I do then? Well, it's time to integrate it. And through understanding, we allow ourselves to integrate it, but with integration comes so with integration comes, okay, you've understood it in your mind. You've kind of like worked it out in that way. You've kind of, you've kind of challenged yourself mentally and spiritually, but now it's time to bring that same understanding into the body. How can you bring it into the body? So we talked about it before on how to discern between what's true and versus what feels good is that the body may still be accustomed and acquainted with chaos so even when we have these new understandings and we're setting these intentions the body also needs to catch up to what we've learned now 
it needs that download. It's like, oh, um, I see you coming into these awarenesses. I see you now moving into new spaces of yourself. I, I, I need that. Bring, bring that to me so I can be fully acquainted with what you know now. So through that integration, we have to make sure that the body knows what we know. Because if the body doesn't know what we know, then we're gonna still, we're still, we're still gonna create what we've always known, because the body is the most prominent body in this physical space that we're in. So whatever it's moving and whatever it assumes, our reality is gonna reflect that. Even though mentally we've kind of understood it in a way, but if we don't put the body through the same intense work that we've done mentally and spiritually within ourselves. So the body has to catch up. The body has to know what we know. And for the, for everyone else, that's completely different. So some it's going through a fast, doing a detox, a cleanse, which is very, very, very needed. Um, I think for everyone, you know, always checking in with, it's, it's like getting an oil change, you know, like you change the oil out, you replace the filters, you make sure your brake fluid is working like it's the same thing with the body you know we we clean it out we make sure there's no check engine light on so through the detox through the cleanses when we allow ourselves to go through that you know we we've developed new understandings and it's time to bring that new understanding into the body so the only way to do that is to put it through some type of discipline and that discipline might be fasting it might be a a uh, seven-day detox, it might be a, a colon cleanse, it might be a fruit cleanse, it might be a new diet, you know, like eating vegan completely for two months or or meditating every day or learning to reprogram the nervous system, developing new neural pathways within our brains through repetition and consistency. So all of these are avenues to where we can start to bring this awareness and ground it in the body so finding out what that is for you, you know, if, is it running a mile every day? Is it making sure you're doing your yoga? Is it doing that detox that you've been pushing to the side for a while? So whatever that is for you, make sure that everything that you've rediscovered within yourself, make sure you bring that awareness to the body by pushing it to new limits, by developing new habits, by new developing new routines, and with consistency, creating new neural pathways within your own brain. That allows us to go from understanding, integration, into embodiment. So now what happens is everything that we've known, everything that we've discovered, everything that we learned about ourselves, we've now become. So now we are a living, breathing embodiment of everything that we've discovered about ourselves. So being that living, breathing embodiment actually removes you from ever having to explain anything to, to people in a way. You don't have to explain the work that you've done. You don't have to explain the fact that you've healed. They can literally feel it on you. They can tell by your presence, your actions, the way you carry yourself, the way you speak, the way you enforce boundaries. All of this is a representation or a confirmation of the work that you've done by simply embodying it. Embodiment is that, that last gate into all of which we want to attract in terms of our, our lives and our reality is that we must first become an embodiment of it. And then as the embodiment, we attract all these experiences. We're attracting life, we're attracting these themes, we're attracting these experiences. So for us to take ourselves through that and become the embodiment of it, 
the only the only byproduct of that is more of what we wish to create more of what we desire truly and that's the line for who we really are and what we wish to see in our own the world and what we wish to see in ourselves and our relationships so i trust that each of you are going into these spaces that are seeing what's coming up and showing up showing up for yourself and and honoring all parts of you honoring all expressions of you every fractal of you that comes to you and cries out and needs your loving or needs your attention that you don't resist it that you welcome it freely with open arms and that you make time to understand yourself and you be patient in your understanding of yourself and so thank you thank you so much for showing up thank you for showing up for yourselves please feel free to share this with anyone that you know is going through this process and is doing the work and showing up for themselves. And if you feel like this can be a confirmation to their journey and what they're realizing, please feel free to share that. And please feel free to share a review or anything that this series or this podcast has contributed to in your life. I'd love to read about that and just, just know more about what you guys are receiving from this. So thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time out to share this moment with me and to be a part of this and to unpack so much, so much in these three episodes. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. May the Lotus in you continue to forever bloom. Thank you again.